0: Welcome to the Just Right Show, where you'll explore the world of the written word, from books to blogs, sales copy to screenplays, emails to essays, and everything in between. You'll discover the tips, tricks, and tactics the most successful writers in the world use every day. And now, here's your host, Travis Cody.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Just Right Show. This is Travis Cody, and today joining me is Lori Beard. She's a professional speaker, self-published author, and facilitator. She's also a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner, certified life coach, and more than 26 years of marriage, raising eight natural children with three grandbabies. Lori has always sought to share the richness of her own life experiences with aspiring professionals. She was born in Puerto Rico, and she currently lives in Texas, or she has done for the last 22 years, and she works with clients in both English and Spanish. Lori conducts private workshops, seminars for corporate settings, and individual training. She's been a guest speaker on numerous podcasts, including this one, and a variety of social and networking functions in the Dallas, Texas area. She has virtually offered training to coaches in London and to a global group of female entrepreneurs based in Tokyo, Japan. Lori, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me, Travis. This is awesome.
1: So I am looking forward to our conversation so much because when we first met, we were having a conversation and you said this phrase that has really sort of stuck with me since then. And you said that you help people free themselves from self-slavery. And in fact, your book is called Freedom from Self-Slavery, which listeners can grab on Amazon today today. So let's talk, where did that phrase come from? Because it's such a powerful phrase to me.
0: Thank you for asking. And I'm glad it it really impacted you. And as, as well, I hope it impacts the audience and people out there. I wrote it down because I always wanted to be an author. And I'm like, hey, if I just can express myself, go through this process of change, through the process of writing, and if I can help one person out there i'll be happy and i love lectures from the leaders of of the church that i belong to and this wonderful leader in 2013 shared a lecture uh, where he said a quote and part of his quote says freedom from self-slavery so he he uh, is encouraging basically people to become masters of their behaviors. And and he said something like this, a strong human spirit with with control over appetites of the flesh is master over emotions and passions and not a slave to them. And then he says, that's the kind of freedom and it's vital for the spirit as oxygen is to the body. And then he said, freedom from self-slavery is true liberation. So I read that, and as I was writing my book and deciding what to name it, I'm like,
1: that's I it. think that's it. But what, I mean, in the especially in the world that we live in today, the concept of emotional slavery. In one of my previous episodes, I had a guest on, and we were talking about this concept where people of a certain age in today's society have this weird belief that life is supposed to, I'm supposed to feel happy all of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And if I don't, then I'm either broken or something's wrong or it's your fault and we need to fix it. And we think about kind of how restrictive that belief is and to the point where your emotions almost scare you. I, I can feel happy, and if I feel angry at something, then that makes me a bad person. Or if I feel sad, that makes me a bad person. Or I feel uh, embarrassed, that makes me a bad bad person. So with the work that you do, how powerful? Like, what are some of the ways that emotions, particularly? But I know you have a much bigger platform and a much bigger process in dealing with mind. But how much of a, an effect does that have on people's success?
0: So here's my question, Travis. I, I, you know, don't mean to answer a question. Answer my question with a question, how dare you? (laughs)
1: But
0: my question is, what are they accomplishing with that? Not facing or thinking that life needs to be a happy bowl of cherries, you know? Or are they really escaping their emotions and tuning in and labeling them and trying to tap into them and allow them to feel them and then move away from them, right? It's a process and that emotional slavery, it's allowing people to, it's, it's kind of like giving them permission to become victims and to stay stagnant and to stay mm-hmm. blocked and to stay in their comfort zone, which I don't think it's a comfort zone. I call it the known zone.
1: The known zone.
0: Because, yeah, tell me, people that don't want to release weight, for example, they eat, 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 they binge, 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 and then guess what? There's family picture time, and they're like, "Oh, hide me! I want to hide! I want to hide!" Or, "Can you Photoshop it? Tell me that sounds familiar, right?" Like, "Oh, you that angle's something? not
1: my good angle," and, "Oh, I <laughs> yeah. spilled something on my shirt. I can't be in this photo."
0: So they they have no don't tag obvious. me, <laughs> don't tag me. You know, can you adjust it? Can you remove a hundred pounds out of you know whatever comment? And I say this with a lot of love and respect. As a visual, right, I work a lot with stories, I work a lot with metaphors. And this is an example of people wanting to stay in their known zone because that's what they know. They don't know how to get out of those situations, even when they're uncomfortable. That's why I think it's not the comfort zone, it's the known zone. And they're afraid of the unknown and they don't know what steps to take in order to get out of there. So they can get the results they want when the next picture comes along, you know, when the next, you know, picture taking you know, session comes on and they don't need to say, oh, please hide me or, you know, don't take a picture of me or whatever. So yes, people are in that known zone and they play themselves at the victims. They escape the emotions and they don't deal with the real issues and they Mm -hmm. stay there uncomfortable. Be- so staying in the, staying in
1: the known zone is is a is a form of self slavery.
0: It is a form of self slavery, victimization, and that's what's happening lately with a lot of people. And typically, my clients, our clients that have suppressed a lot of those feelings, buried their head in the sand until they're like, "Okay, something has to change." But usually, there's something drastic happening. There's something Health that crisis. Health, emotional, relationship wise, the job wise, you know, even medical doctors, attorneys, they're like, okay, I'm seemingly successful, right, in this platform of my life, but I'm a mess inside. And sooner or later, it manifests in all areas, it catches up with it.
1: Well, that's such a tough especially for a man in western society especially america because we are trained from a very young age you know what do you hear oh boys don't cry you be a, be a man my my son doesn't cry and so we're, we're taught at a young age like you know you show strength and if you show sadness or tears especially you're a fear then you're weak you're a beta male. You're not a man. So we're taught to, you know, the thing that when, when really the only thing that is it becomes acceptable for men to really express is either laughter or just outright anger. And then so, oh, the guy got in a fight with a bar. Well, that's because he offended him. And we're not addressing the fact of like, but why was he so mad about what that guy said in the first place? And so I think you're right. I think uh, Americans in, in particular, and it's not just men anymore. I mean, it's women, too, where We're just stuff your emotions and don't express them and you know put on the happy face and the the social media always have everything's always have to be good. Don't let people see that you're down. And yet when you look at the statistics, again in America, like what is it? I think 40% or 45% of our country is on antidepressants. What happens when you stuff all your feelings? Eventually you can't feel anything.
0: So let me ask you, so why is that sad or detrimental for our society or our nation?
1: Why is that sad? Well, it's like you were saying no, when, when you're suppressing the emotion and you're not releasing it, it's going to manifest somewhere else. And I mean again, I just you, you you we've 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 had a pretty much a decade of social media telling us you can't be sad, you can't be angry, you only should be happy. And then we locked everyone inside for three months. And then suddenly we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on the streets protesting and burning stuff and they're mad. And we're going, we don't understand where this came from. It's like, what are you talking about? We've done t- for a decade, we've been stuffing that and telling people it's not okay to behave that way. And then it's, it's-, it's got to come out somewhere. Uh, so I mean, what is your viewpoint on this? Because obviously you're working with clients who are very successful, but this unexpression of emotion is, is creating issues for them.
0: Absolutely. And not understanding themselves, not learning how to name it. In my book, I have a chart of all these feelings. And tell me if you know someone that expresses themselves in more than like three feelings. People are either excited, angry, or hangry, is what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, what is it exactly that you're feeling? name it maybe if you're a parent out there you're a grown-up out there and don't know how to name more than those three feelings I encourage you to so how many count. emotions
1: do you have on your list I'm just curious
0: it's more than 26 there's 26 there's yeah it's, there's one per every letter of the alphabet because I there think are I could maybe do old. four <laughs> I did, <laughs> no. should we mention some
1: Yes. Let's read some off here. All right. Cause so you were saying most people, so sadness, fear, and excitement would probably be the three I would assume come up the most or happiness. See, I told you I got, there's my four. There you
0: go. That's four. Uh, I had someone in my, uh, in, I interviewed and he mentioned someone that does like the seven core ones. There's seven, out there that people relate to the most or mention the most. I don't disgust, is one or terrified or you know happy and all that. But there's way more than those. There's way more than those. How about uh, enraged? What the di- what's the difference between enraged and angry? There's a there's differences between enraged and anger, and people almost don't use that word, right? Right. There's unless it's, also unless it's for
1: Donald Trump, and then like I'm in race. <laughs> they know how to explain
0: it. Well, I'm feeling arrogant right now. We accuse people of those things, but we don't. We don't acknowledge ourselves, you know, feeling that way. I'm feeling curious. I use this a lot, especially in my coaching practice, and also as a mom and as a wife. That saves my life, and I promise you guys. If you start using this oh it will save your life from misunderstanding from coming up with conclusions and assumptions that get us in trouble if we don't say or ask questions like I'm curious to know what made you say that about me you know I'm curious to know da, da, da. you know it's just a better way to to just ask questions and
1: see it reminds me as, as a guy this 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 kind of reminds me of going into Sephora and seeing all of the, either the lipstick or the the fingernail polishes. So you go in there and you see the 27 different shades of red. And I go in there and i be like, that's, that's just red. red. <laughs> that's a row of red. And you're like, no, it's maroon. It's raspberry. It's, it's, it's berry. It's that's strawberry. That one over there is. It. And I'm like, the, oh, okay. and, and the guys go, oh my God. Oh, it's just red to me. <laughs> like, so I can see the, the desire for, like you said, a man created a book. I'm like, no, there's only seven core emotions. And it's like, no, that's the guy that just went into Sephora and said, see, that's a row of red. And you're like, no, there's 28 colors there. So, so what I hear saying is that there's a lot
0: of other feelings in that spectrum, right? From happy to angry or right feeling even numb. There's but we're not
1: taught those. We're never, that's not something we're taught to express or to even communicate. So, you know, is it any wonder why now we have such a hard time communicating, especially when someone's taking us outside of our comfort zone?
0: And because we- you
1: literally don't have the vocabulary to be able to communicate what it is you're actually experiencing other than I feel bad. And so you're a bad person.
0: Exactly. Yet we have also seen as a society that is so necessary to the point that they needed to become could come up with emojis right for the phone and while we Mm -hmm. might not know how to name them we might know how to put a little sticker on them you know with the emojis
1: and look how much time we'll sit there and be like nope that emoji is not clear nope that oh that that's the perfect emoji that's exactly (laughs) how i feel right now
0: and let me ask you if you think the recipient will interpret it right. Sometimes it, it can even cause confusion as to,
1: mm. is the
0: recipient really gonna understand? I hope so. And that's why it's, it's, it's wonderful that they have become with more and more emojis, even on our social media platforms, <laughs> instead of just the like, You know, they have come up with more because as humans, we need to express ourselves. As much as we would kind of suppress it or deny it or neglect ourselves from that blessing of expressing what you see, what what we feel. Think about it, living living things, plants and animals. Doggies wave their tails. I don't even know how ca- you have two cats. Tell me how cats show emotion. <laughs> they purr. Okay. Is that a good thing? Like are they yeah. happy when they purr? Yeah, they only
1: purr when they're happy.
0: Okay. Okay. And when they're hungry, how do you know? Or they meow. They meow. but they okay. have
1: a specific type of meow that's different from their meows when they want something else there you go <laughs> when so they want di- outside it's an entirely different meow
0: okay so see they're they're even trying to express a feeling and an emotion because that helps them with their needs right so humans we by default default need to we must and we need to do a better job and i once again You know, people, if you think that accomplishing happiness is the main goal, like you were saying at the beginning, that is not the soul. And, 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 you know, the, what. Only. Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) lied
1: to me. How could he? Yes. Let me burst that. The whole point of Facebook was to make me lie happy all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And people are comparing themselves with each other, you know, I don't have the Ferrari yet. I feel
0: bad. Yeah. So life is a test imagine enrolling to school another metaphor if you let me uh, you want to be an attorney you want to be a medical doctor you want to be i don't know why i'm obsessed with those just those two careers today but anyways you want to be are the ones who are the is.
1: highest stressed with the they have the most finances and they're also the busiest so
0: and with a good lot of Good reputation. If you're a good one, right? So imagine that's your dream, right? I have two two nephews. One wants to be a dentist. One wants to be a medical doctor. Imagine enrolling, and no tests. Imagine going to college for that, you know, whatever uh, you want, a uh, degree you want, and for them to give you in college, you know, a tracing page or a cut and paste page. I mean, there's no challenge there. There's right. no challenge there. There's no progress there. You're gonna go. What? This is a joke. Are, are you kidding me? Why did I enroll in this? So um, that means we as humans, we like challenges because if we want to progress, we like we we need that. We need challenges. We need progression. And with that, you need to be tested. Literally, like in college, you need to be tested. And um, and when you are tested, you build resiliency and, and you know how to overcome those obstacles. So you can feel the difference between sadness, anger. And then as you overcome that and you learn as you go and you learn as you grow, you feel that joy, not necessarily happiness.
1: Mm. But anyways. I think most people would have a hard time trying to explain the difference between joy and happiness. So even that distinction there is... So what was your journey to discovering how all of this worked? And then uh, I would love to talk to you about your process of when did you realize that you needed to put this in a book?
0: Great questions. Um, My journey, my journey to discover these things were the common denominators, right? Travis, I had someone, a male um, adult that came and he was raped as a young man. He had never talked about this to anyone, and it was manifesting again, like I said, you know, it just piles up and piles up, and sooner or later you're going to explode, and he was thrashing, if you don't know what thrashing is, it's basically an adult tantrum, temper tantrum, and he was having problems, and this was manifesting in his job, in his personal relationships, in his profession. So, I think I discovered that the common denominator is these suppressed emotions, these suppressed feelings. And um, when you bury them, they never die, they're still in there. And our body is like an emotional container. And if those, con- and those memories, if those emotions are most likely traumatic or negative, it's going to take a toll. It's got, you're going to explode sooner or later. So that was my common denominator. I was observing like people would come in in my office like a, like walking zombies, literally. And after like one or two sessions, and you know, going having them go under that trance state, so their minds, you know, the egos is put to sleep, and their subconscious mind is awakened they're open to suggestibility to change that program, that broken record in their minds, man, the change is amazing. The change is, it's just, that's the part that I love the most. And my seven steps or the seven hours method that's in the book, Freedom From Self-Slavery, it's just a continuous basic principles that if you implement them in your life, will give you that ability to feel that joy from within so that's I, I hope that i answer your yeah question. so that's that
1: gets <laughs> us to where the realization but was there a point where you were doing this and you said man you, you were getting you were having so much success in your coaching practice where people started to ask you for a book or did you sort of have the sudden insight one day of like you know i think i really need to turn this into a book that i can give my clients so that we can they have something to work with when we're they're not with me right? and if so like how, how where did you start? When most, the most people, the idea of coming up and creating a book is pretty intimidating. So what was your process of taking that, I, that initial idea and then working on it until you had the, you know the printed book in your hands and live on Amazon?
0: I love this, I love this. And as I think you're an author, right? And, and, and you publish your books too. And I have never been asked this question. So it's a combination of all, it's a combination of me always and also suppress always wanted to write i've had a journal since i was like 8 years old i've always liked to write and document and express myself because my suppress i didn't suppress my feelings thank goodness i suppressed lots of things but at least i had an escape which was my journals so i think My desire, my ability, and, and, and the way I saw writing benefited me all my life as a child, in my personal life, and also in academics, and then the patterns I was seeing with my clients, and then, of course, I had a mentorship group and a coach that challenged me, challenged me, you need to come up with a method. You need to come up with certain specific steps or a strategy or stats, uh, tact, tactics to help your clients there's is there a pattern already is there a pattern are there certain common denominators and and i'm like yes 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 and and then yes the need of just wanting to put my message with a little bit of my story in this book so i i think hopefully that answers my desire the, the things I was observing, the patterns I was observing, and then the challenge from my coaches and mentors on making it happen. That's good. It, I mean, it's it. always
1: having someone challenge you is, is a big thing. So now did you, did you sit down and kind of outline your process or, did, or were you one of the writers that just kind of sat down and said, I'm going to feel my way into this as I go along?
0: Kind of like that, but at some point in that process of like, okay, let me just try to do this. Um, I, I needed to sit down and give it a body or an outline. Something that helped me also, Travis, um, it, for people out there that want to write a book, is that a friend of uh, my mentors and my coaches, yes, challenged me, but we all, I also uh, made a challenge with like an accountability partner. He was writing his book. I was I was with the idea of writing my own, and we were like, "I oh. dare you! I dare you!" Oh, you that's know,
1: smart, yeah, yeah.
0: And it was awesome. I totally recommend it. I was so naive, and I came up with a, such an unrealistic ir- ir- do uh, date and time frame. But I think that same sense of na- na- naivety or being so Naativity,
1: naive,
0: yep. yeah, being so naive and being so illu- you know, having that illusion help me propel it and start it and then I I saw that the reality of my life you know it's like no (laughs) you know I have eight kids and when I was going to school I did school online I planned my daughter's wedding long distance you know and then with this book I don't know was happening in my life at that point but with all the kids and everything and you, you weren't know.
1: kidding about challenge holy cow now <laughs> i was thinking you were like i just had you know it's doing whatever no like schooled kids planning a wedding what that's crazy yeah.
0: and when there's a why there's a way So I, the kids already knew that I needed to like either go to the library on Saturdays to finish schooling, but my schooling was already done when I wrote the book, but that was kind of like my next challenge, you know, my next thing. And I did it and I made it happen. And I don't know how I look back and I'm like, how, how, but you know, (laughs) it was great. It was a great experience. Oh,
1: that's wonderful. I just people listening to this podcast they can't see cuz i'm an audio only podcast but if you could see lori she has eight kids and grandkids and she doesn't look like she's older than her early 30s so i don't know what this i don't know if that's your puerto rican blood coming out but my goodness i think that 100%. should be if that could be your next book <laughs> how to how to have three gang kids and still look like, like you're in your thirties? Uh, you'd be a bestseller. <laughs> Let <laughs> me bestseller. write that down.
0: That's a good title. There oh, that's go. so funny. That's so yeah. sweet. Thank you so much. I think, of course, Puerto Rican uh, genes, but also self care. I need to be around for a long time, mm. so I I. Self-care is like putting that oxygen mask before you help the other one next to you. If there's an emergency that happens in the plane. Right. So I need to be there for my kids. I have to be around for a long time. So I'm doing my best, my lifestyle, uh, mind, mindfulness.
1: Well, just your mind, just the phrase of how you said that, because most people go, I hope to live a long and healthy life. And you're just like, no, it's not even hope. Like I need to live a long and healthy life. I'm just going to do it. Most people are hoping and praying and like, whatever, I'm gonna be the, you know, 100 years old being like, all right, what's next? (laughs) No, it's our responsibility. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, so in addition to your book and your coaching which you're helping a lot of people with, in addition to the eight children and three grandkids, you've also launched a video podcast. Four grandkids?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, I got, <laughs> yes. I got
1: that wrong. Yeah. Um you you have a podcast that provides res- resources specifically for Hispanic families. Can we talk about that?
0: It's just amazing. Yes, my friend, and this is the power of collaborating kind of like with the book. Actually, the, this friend that I was Challenging each other with uh, he has a a method or a compass and he allowed for me to have that compass or mention it in my book, etc. So collaborating, partnering is just amazing. So my friend, good friend from Ecuador, she's like Lori, she's she's single and she's Mm -hmm. divorced and she's raising her own kids and all that. And she had this desire burning desire to help moms she has a full-time work job and she's not a coach but she still wants to provide that wow and with me i'm like families families is the you know basic unit of society and all that it's like the foundation and we would get together for lunches and talk about it and i am a speaker and when i would do presentations people will ask me where do we follow you?" do you have a podcast? And I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) And I'm the kind of person that if I do something, I want to do it. Does this even make sense? Like 200% or Uh, whatever, hundred percent. And that, that fear of like, oh no, I don't want to do something else. Or if I do it, I want to do it, you know, hundred percent or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. But the pandemic happened. So my friend started working from home. She, she started, you know, having more flexibility around getting together to make this happen. We thought, hey, more people are at home, maybe available for our interviews. Mm. So we started it. We started it in May and we had like over 30 episodes launched. And wow. it's, it's blossomed to something beautiful. And we have great hopes for it and great plans. So it's a program more than a podcast, audio podcast, because it's, Uh, we launch our episodes in a Facebook page and also on YouTube. Oh, wow. Um, But our intention is to educate, inspire and motivate families. We want Hispanic families in the United States or anywhere in the world, because this is the beautiful aspect of this online world that we live in to understand certain topics or themes to see role models in in their life, whether they're, they're male for fathers or female or for children we had a wonderful guest that's a singer and appreciates great music and he's a coach for a uh, vocal coach for youth for the youth and then he we talked about how to instill great taste in the youth you know with music compared to what's out there etc oh, wow. so we have a lot of fun in that podcast that
1: sounds great and what's the name of the podcast if someone wants to look that up
0: En familia it's like amongst family you know en familia and then it's con carla y Lori. Car- carla mm-hmm. is my my co-host is this, so is en this familia. in spanish
1: or is it spanish and english
0: it is in spanish All it right. is in spanish yep
1: i've listened but i would only pick up a few words <laughs> so that that old that old famous um the old famous uh, back in the day in the 80s, Bill Cosby had a show and there's always the scene where his wife is speaking Spanish with the, his or her friends and he would just stand there and look back and forth and then they'd finally look at him and he's like, I'm just listening for my name. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way I feel. Well, that's fantastic. So let's end here because as if everything we covered already wasn't amazing enough and that you're already like a powerhouse of like activity, <laughs> you also volunteer and help host Moms Empowering Moms. So you were saying earlier that that's a support group for moms of teenagers. So what is that organization and how does that work?
0: Yeah, another collaboration with my friend, Kim Minch. Uh, she is an, a parent coach and she, she learned, you know, that I had so many kids, et cetera. And she's like, I'm doing this. And we started over a year ago meeting in person, a meeting once a week, uh, once a month, once a month, and to get together. And it's kind of like a round table, you know, where moms come and just let their, speaking of not suppressing their feelings, they allow, we allow space. monthly
1: teenage purge. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. See, I need to take us uh, so many notes from this. <laughs> so, um, Come join yeah. us for
1: our monthly Teenage Purge. Have a teenager, come to the safe space where you can vent about your teens and safety. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And see, uh, Travis, you, you said you had lots of nieces and a nephew, but you know, if you're a parent, tell me if this is true, a mom, especially, or a dad, you know, that in those early years, moms get together and toddlers play in their in the parks. And no oh, right. I'm asking about potty yeah. training, play dates, and and... play dates. Well, they grow, they change interests. Each child is doing this sports, this, that moms are running around like a chicken with no, you know, head, Taxing them everywhere, and they are on their own. Yeah, their lonely. social
1: circle gets disconnected.
0: Absolutely, when it's crucial for them to have this support. Because why is my son doing this? Why is my daughter doing that? So we wanted to create a safe space for parents to come, and and we say all the time when we ever we do the little advertisements, we say come learn, come share. Because yes, we have a lot of children. We've probably. Gone through a lot more than those parents that okay. at 10, but at the same time, we have learned from them, you know, their resources or their ways of approaching. Well, adds
1: an air of authority when someone's like, My two teenagers, I just can't control them. And you're like, Sister, I have eight. So don't even tell me.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what, so, you said you had
1: six girls and two boys? No, six boys, boys and, and two, two girls. girls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, what are your plans with the Moms Empowering Moms? Because the marketer in me goes, man, it seems like your freedom from self-slavery book could be such a great platform to launch the tools that would allow something like the Moms Empowering Moms to, to go global, really. And it, sounds, it feels like we're in a, in a society where that's what we need. Um, because I remember growing up, like you said, there was – like even with my my wife and where my in her parents live they're two neighbors they're best of friends and to the point where they put doors in each other's fences and they would come over to each other's houses and and you go there in the summertime and they've got a fire pit and they're out you know everybody's sitting around there drinking beers and they're gathered together and oh, it's the, fun. and and you don't really see that anymore and i was thinking about when i lived in los angeles living in an apartment i was in a building with 60 units and over the course of a three-year period, I think I only saw two of my neighbors one wow. time. Wow. And so you think about here we are crammed in on top of each other, and yet we're still completely isolated and disconnected, and there is no society. It's a social circle, I should say. So it feels to me like this mom empowering moms, especially with what you're trying to do is in giving support to moms. During probably one of the toughest parts of the journey of, of, of being a mom in the teenage years. Uh, I think it's a really remarkable thing. So I'm just curious if you thought about trying to do something to take that a little more national or a little bigger.
0: Well, actually, you're, I love your marketing brain. And this is awesome. And your questions and all that. And um, I'm creating a course, a class. Mm. Um, it's called freedom from Source self-slavery and, um, it's a, co- it doesn't go over the book. It's just basically like a teaser, but, um, I don't know. I, I just love your idea. So definitely. Well, if anyone's I-
1: listening to this and you are a mother of a teenager and you would <laughs> like to have your own support group, look up Lori. So Lori, how does someone find you and get hold of you one to work with you, but maybe there are going to be some people out there listening that think this is a fantastic job and have questions about it.
0: Yeah, sure. You go to schedule.lorrybeard.com. Crazy. My person told me this is a good way to put up a landing page. That's there's a lot of information about me. So Schedule. just
1: schedule.com. Yep. Okay. And um, And that's, that's L O R I B E A R dcom correct okay
0: and also of course facebook and linkedin you will find lori beard l-o-r-i-b-a-r-d and you are going to find me there yes i have a lot of pla- you know the the podcast in spanish mm-hmm. i have a group for a brand for for businesses to show up for their brand is the perfectly imperfect brand uh community i've got to up
1: my game i thought i was busy and i don't even have children i've got two cats <laughs> and i mean I'm, I'm tired just listening to you already so i don't know how you do it <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: and uh, do my workout and also go on walks and in nature (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. there you go that's the answer to everything walking in nature yeah give you the energy well do you have any final things piece of advice you could leave our listeners as we wind down our call
0: sure i want you to understand that you can become your own your own best friend and ally When you allow your mind to uh, change that broken record and reprogram it with good positive information, you can scale your life. Uh, If you're a professional, you can scale your sales, your your profession with overall joy and prosperity. It can happen. It can happen. It's, it's, It's achievable with the right tools, with the right coach and mentor. Um, and start with someone you trust that you know has the best interest or listen to that voice of the person that's a loved one that's nagging you and saying dude you got to change it you know hey you got to change this because they 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 have the best interest in you maybe it's time for you to do something about it and it's so worth it you are so worth uh, pursuing joy and prosperity
1: that's my message that i (laughs) That statement alone, be your own best friend and ally, is, for me personally resonates because I think I, in my own life, I've probably been my worst enemy and, uh, and nemesis. Because, you know, there's times where, like you said, like I, you suppress enough emotions and you, you, sometimes you, it's really easy to develop almost a, s- a self-hatred of, of your own self or, you know, the, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. And so, I'll, you know, oh, you don't get out of your comfort zone because, you know, whatever, you're not worthy or people make fun mm-hmm. of you. And, and instead, you know, like you said, your own best friend and allies, someone pushing him like, hey, go, go try that you know let's let go you're good enough you're smart enough and gosh darn it people like you <laughs> so well laurie this has been absolutely enlightening thank you so much for your time i've loved having you on the show and uh thank you thanks again talk to you soon
0: you're welcome it's been my pleasure thanks travis
1: hey it's travis cody thanks for listening to the just right show and i want to make sure you're plugged into everything we've got going on Go to traviscodycom forward slash show and join the email list so you can get notified when new episodes come out. Plus, you can find links to the transcripts of every episode we've done in the past. You can also grab a free copy of my best-selling books that share even more details on how you can uplevel your own writing skills. Finally, if you enjoyed the show, I'd consider it a personal favor if you'll leave me a review on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.